0: There is no better teacher than life. I'm a person whose path to self-destruction led to self-discovery. My name's Adante, and this is Correct Me If I'm Wrong. Hey everybody, thank you for tuning in to Correct Me If I'm Wrong. I'm your host, Adante Jones. You already knew that. On this episode, I got a guest with me, my boy Lorenzo.
1: Thanks for having me on the show, man. What's up, y'all?
0: All right, so Zoe on the show. We're gonna talk about life after basketball. He's been wanting to get on the show since I made my first episode, and now we finally was able to make this happen. We're also gonna talk about transitional periods in life. Whatever you're going through. I had someone also speak to me about this before, and they said they was wondering what I think about going from life from in your twenties transitioning to your thirties. I'm not 30. So I don't know, but I can tell them about a transitional period that I did go through. So we're just going to start our life the basketball.
1: Recently, the basketball career just ended and got into the working force. And, you know, I thought I'm going to go to this job I'm gonna start making some real money. Everything going to be good. Didn't happen like that. you know. <laughs> Job's good. I like it. Um, it's decent, but I I still have this desire to you know go fulfill athletically, whether that's just lifting or playing basketball. And so it's now like, you know, why did I enjoy going and do that so much? What what is my why now? And so I started coaching. Um, got into coaching started helping out the kids. And and I started to figure out it wasn't necessarily you know basketball. I enjoyed playing that. It was more uh, along the lines of being around a, a group of guys and, and having a common goal, competing and working hard. And so I, I try to instill that with my team today. Um, we had practice today and it, it was it was a good one. Um but yeah that that was my my first real transition in life was after, you know, my athletic career ended and I and I started getting into coaching.
0: Yeah. I wanna say something about that. Me and Zoe played ball together. We went to the same college and I also have been helping coach a high school team. And I just think it's funny that Zo said, and it was a good one because sometimes the only way to describe a basketball practice from a coach's perspective is it was a good one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we got a matchup coming up, don't we? I think so. We see y'all next week. Yeah, that's supposed to be a good one. Man. Yeah,
0: I'm definitely gonna have to be there on the bench, like get my my real coach on. <laughs> uh,
1: what uh, what like transition did you you want to discuss, Dante?
0: Uh, my transition was everything hit me real quick after uh, college basketball because when I was there my last year I was older than a lot of people on the team I think I already spoke about that in the past episode and if you want to check that out go listen to episode one or two and find it yourself (laughs) but uh so I my wife was pregnant and uh so when I finished playing college basketball I also had a daughter and was married so I was into the workforce too and I had a pretty decent job but I wanted a better job and um with the job hunt, it was so crazy having so much responsibility that I put a lot of pressure on myself. At one point, I was literally doing 50 applications a month at least, <laughs> like two a night just to find something decent. I was trying to get out of state also, so that made it more difficult because flying back and forth for interviews is a whole process. So going through all that was weighing on me in a way that I didn't even realize. Uh, having a newborn baby was weighing on me in a way I didn't even realize. I was working. I was still in school after basketball. This is prior to graduation, but after season. And then, you know, I had a newborn and she slept good through the night. But for some reason, I still felt like I wasn't really getting enough sleep. (laughs) (laughs) And I wasn't accepting the life change. I didn't realize how much freedom I was losing. And we tried to not like give too much screen time and stuff like that to our daughter. You know, we wanted to raise her a certain type of way, not be like a TV watching zombie. Like a lot of people Kids I'm sorry You got a zombie baby (laughs) But like Honestly so That's good
1: though That's good
0: Heck yeah So it's like Me myself I would watch TV But like Me being programmed By TV And my daughter Being programmed By TV Are two totally Different things So just like Not even being able To really cut on the TV Not being able To say fuck (laughs) Anytime (laughs) Or Or anything Like that It was just different and uh I thought it was easy because I was trying to change and become a better person who didn't use language like that. I didn't watch T V too much anyway. I felt like I was always working and going to school, so I was like, Well my life didn't change Because 'cause I'm still working and going to school. Just the pressure of knowing I had a baby to provide for that was just a whole different side of stuff that I wasn't seeing initially. It took me I would say I had I would say I had postpartum denial. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it it was it was post baby being born that you were like this ain't really happening. This ain't what I'm doing. Is that what you're saying? Yeah.
0: I was like I was like, yeah, being a dad, I was like, my life hasn't changed much. I'm like, I'm still working, blah blah blah. But like I didn't realise like the small things, like there is no more spontaneousness. Spont spontaneity. It's no more of that shit. <laughs> but yeah no, seriously, there's no more of that. And then, like, a lot of times I'm like just spontaneous. I don't know what I want to do. And I come home and I'm like, let's go to a movie. You can't do that no more. Stuff like that, simple stuff like that changes.
1: What advice would you have on people who are in a transition where they don't really know what's going on? They don't they don't really realize. They don't really want to accept it. Kind of like you were saying. What I guess what advice would you have for them?
0: Um, I would say first of all, just recognize that that stuff happens. Don't like and like kind of address it. Don't be in denial like I was. I mean, I don't. Th- I don't think my denial steered me in the wrong way. I just think my denial was more of like not letting me accept that my life has changed in more ways that I knew
1: mm-hmm.
0: because it was. It wasn't like it wasn't an action. It was just my responsibilities change, yeah. so it was like it wasn't it wasn't objective. Your
1: attitudes, maybe your attitudes towards the things that you were doing, maybe yeah, were kind of changing because yeah. life situations. I would say I had an interesting situation with um with someone close to me, and it was less on the along the lines of a like a transition situation, but it kind of made me realize like where I'm at and where I'm going, and you know the people that I'm, I'm around need to. Help with that, you know, and so I guess my advice towards people that are in like this transition period of like, you know, college just got over, they're looking for a job, or like for you, they just got married and they're about to have a kid, or maybe another situation where someone's going between a job. I would say, like, just make sure you got people around you that want to see you succeed and yes. see you do those things because um, it's interesting uh, being. I mean you didn't necessarily grow up here But you've been living here for a little bit Me growing up here I feel like I'm I'm outgrowing the people that I grew up with mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like Part of me is like Oh this is exciting You know I'm moving ahead in life And another part of me is like I can relate Well wait am I Am I leaving people behind You know mm-hmm. And and it's not necessarily my fault You yeah. know I'm, I'm striving for greatness I'm trying to do big things And so it's like Just I guess I would speak to people as You know don't don't necessarily cut people off but just realize that you're in a different place doing different things Mm -hmm. and that's okay you know everyone's on their own path everyone does their own things yeah so just you know push forward keep keep doing what you're doing keep grinding and you know try to always plan for that next thing you know say you got a job you don't really like see if you can you know do as best as you can at that job while also looking for something that will you know please you for me, it was like I was saying it was coaching. I, the job that I have is great, you know, mm-hmm. but it's not it's not what I love to. Do. Basketball is what I love, and so I, I had to get back to that and now, the job that I go to, I enjoy myself more because I can you know steer that yeah. negative energy into a positive way and yeah um I guess life after basketball, if you could sum it up, if there was like maybe. You know, like, you know, four sentences, whatever, however long you want it to be. What what would you say it's been like? Because I know we got different ideas on this, but go ahead.
0: My life at the basketball, I would say, um, man, just a quick rundown. Basketball was significant to me because basketball was a means to an end. Growing up, I loved the game, but I stopped playing it early and I chose to just go another route doing a whole lot of gang shit. And then I was like, I'm tired of this gang shit, because gang gang ain't really gang at all. <laughs> so then I was like, let me goddamn go ahead and go back to my passion and see if this going to lead me to a place where I really want to be in life. So at Life at the Basketball, I never expected basketball to take me anywhere because I never expected to be where I'm at. So Life at the Basketball for me, even though I thought I had talent that could take me maybe professional somewhere, whether it's overseas, not necessarily NBA, but overseas, definitely feel like I could do that even now. But, I mean, life at the basketball for me was always kind of what I expected life to be after I gave basketball up the first time. So I definitely still strive to do other things. Like my mind's never stopped twirling with innovative and inventive ideas mm-hmm. and ways to work for myself and make money and basically become time rich. That's my main priority It's not even to make a lot of money, but be able to do what I want to do. When I want to do it mm-hmm. And be able to sustain The lifestyle I want to live I want to go back To something that you said When you was talking about um, Just like Outgrowing Or just like Going in a different direction Than people Because I think A lot of people Like try to hold on To like Old relationships Or friends Whether it's just Whether it's just friends Or whether it's like A real intimate relationship And sometimes Like you really do Grow apart And that's not necessarily A bad thing Because um,
1: I think what's a bad thing About that Is, is trying to hold on to it you, yeah. You're you're going one direction, and this person's going another, but you're like trying to force it back together. Yeah. I've I've seen that you know in people's lives where they've they've made decisions to try to force things to go back together. The universe works how it works, you know things. Hey man, can I have another beer? <laughs> <laughs> the blue moon.
0: Yeah, what about, I'm on one of those things too. Well, <laughs> yeah, I take the same. But um, and this shit not getting cut out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, live podcast, you know. But no, what I am saying is, you know, don't don't force things to try to go back together. You know, if if something f- fell apart, if you if you distanced from somebody, if you know, if you grew apart from somebody because you started doing something, you know, that benefited you but took your time away from somebody else. You gotta, you know, you gotta look out for your best interests. I'm not saying you know neglect who you're already with, people that are positively influencing your life, but people who are like dragging you down, have negative effects on your life. You you gotta kind of cut those things off. Do become like the five
0: people you hang around most. And I was just speaking it about this with someone I worked with, one of my managers, and it came from a show I was watching, The 100. And what the guy said I love was, that show. "Check show. out
1: the check out the 100." If you ain't seen that, it's on Netflix. Got like five seasons super
0: dope seasons. show five or six seasons yeah. yeah and then one of the last seasons after the people came to earth and they were following that leader the guy who was second in command told the leader because they were all convicts she, he said to her it's hard to be a visionary leading the blind and sometimes that's what happens when you start to outgrow your friends even if you want to take them with you sometimes they just can't see the path that you're on until you get there and then it's sometimes it's just easier to go ahead and then pull them up once you get to where you're going so even if you do want to keep a relationship and not burn a bridge, keep a string or whatever, you can always reach down and pull somebody over with you. You'll never have to let the relationship go. Mm-hmm. That's the thing I've been trying to work on in life too recently is trying to just reach out to like my grandmother and my other family on my dad's side just because I never had a good relationship with them. But now that I'm an adult and I got my own funds, I can go where I want to whenever I want to pretty much. As long as my funds permit me to, <laughs> so since I don't have to wait around on anybody to pick up the phone to call me or to pay for my plane tickets, I feel like if I want to reach out to family and establish relationships, I can.
1: So, That's good. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, life after basketball for me was back to the topic. <laughs> it was uh, it was hard at first. Um, first, the first job I had. Out of college, was you know back at the place I had been working for for two years, and um, I was the yes man that year, and I, I kind of went through that phase where you know people were calling out for whatever reason, not showing up, asking to work, asking me to work extra shifts, and I always said yes, and I thought that was the way the way to be, but then and that it pay off. Yeah, I, th- I thought yeah. it would, and it didn't, and then I you know got another job. And I thought, yeah, you know, I, I was like, this is it. You know, this is going to be the job. It's going to take me to the top. And it was the culture that I couldn't I couldn't get behind. And so separated from that position. And then, you know, I was kind of trying to search for things. And so I, for anyone coming up that's listening to this in, in college, in high school, playing ball, man, enjoy that. Enjoy it while you can because you get out of it and... I'm not saying I regret anything that you know happened. I I had a great a great time in college basketball, but you <laughs> loved a lot of bitches. That can't <laughs> go in there. Ain't, ain't nobody gonna hear that. Ain't nobody gonna hear that. No, bro. Oh man. Oh, you gonna fuck up the whole point. No, nah, <laughs> what <when> I was <laughs> say was uh just enjoy it while you can, you know, take take advantage of the opportunities, but prepare yourself for life after basketball. Be ready for that transition period to where you don't necessarily know what you're gonna do, but you're trying to figure it out. You know, be be okay with um some uncertainty. There's a this communication uh theory that I learned about and it's basically the the amount of certainty or uncertainty you can deal with as a person determines your personality and situations and If if you're the type of person who can deal with I like that shit. I like that If you're the type of person who can deal with you know a lot of uncertainty You're gonna be okay after you know something that was like a huge part of your life ends but if you're the type of person who can't deal with uncertainty then you need to like mentally prepare yourself and as well as, you know, financially prepare yourself injured, to be able to, like, go into another job or go into another endeavor after one ends. Don't just, you know, I didn't really have a plan after basketball was going to end. And so it was kind of like I was scrambling. And I'm figuring out, I'm not scrambling anymore, but my advice to them was just be ready for when it's over. Because it, when it, when it is, it's definitely like, that's it. <laughs> yeah.
0: I want to say too Back to what he was saying About um, Uncertainty Listen to podcast One and two Treasure Struggle Because it's all about belief I'm telling you
1: Stay lost in yourself
0: Stay lost in yourself you gotta always Believe in yourself And believe in Whatever the force You believe in Because man For some reason Things always happen The way they're supposed To happen I feel like If you're actually doing What you're supposed to be doing To get where you want to go Doors open and it's not like a handout. It's like literally the energy that you're putting into the universe. Law of attraction. If you heard that, and if you don't believe that, pat say Jack. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I'm just saying though, belief is belief is a big important part about uncertainty. Because that's, sometimes when you have doubts, you got to get lost in your own selves and just know that you can do it. <laughs>